Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors, the official podcast of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We live by the motto, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. And we live the outdoor lifestyle every day. Whether you're a landowner or dreaming of joining the ranks of those closest to the earth, we're your brothers and sisters of the outdoors. We hunt, we fish, we're stewards of the land, and our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. I hear there's hates in the mare woods. Spooky stories. Scary hunting stories. Dangerous stories. Everybody's been hunting or fishing or been in the outdoors much in their lifetime have got some pretty incredible stories. And I got two great storytellers sitting here with me today. <laughs> Cody Lucas with Living the Dream Outdoors TV. You, oh, yeah. You bet Feels you. Feels good to say that, doesn't it? It <laughs> finally, does. Finally. Finally. <laughs> Congratulations, man. Thank you very much. You better be able to tell the stories all I can say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm Frank Cox, Smoker Builder Manufacturing. Hey, Bill Cooper here. I'm so old. <laughs> I'm the only one in the crowd here that knew what a haint was. I never heard the word before. I, yeah. Well, you got to understand, I grew up in swamps, man. You sure. know, I've got web between my toes. Well, so now you got to give us the definition of a haint. I'm not sure. I, okay, well, I, that's I just, one of those. It's one of those. Yeah, but I can right. remember old Grandpa Cooper, little bitty guy, about 130, 40 pounds. I mean, he looked like something that crawled out of the swamp, and he was meaner than a cottonmouth snake, man. And he, oh, he used to just love to torment us little guys, you know. And uh, he's always telling me they lived about 150 yards from us. We both lived in old shacks, you know, dirt floors in them now. And we had, I think, Haints in the house, you know. <laughs> but, but old Grandpa Cooper's always telling me I used to go to – Grandma and Grandpa's house and played till it got dark. You know how that happens, you know. And then I was afraid to go home in dark because he's always telling me something was going to get me, you know. <laughs> and there was a big old elm tree out, several of them out there uh, between our houses. But one of them had a big hollow in the bottom of it. And he just was telling me all the time there's bear in there, you know. <laughs> I'd run as hard as I'd go to get by that tree. I just knew that bear was going to get me. But the swamps, he always talked about the haints in the swamp. And I kind of figured it was kind of like a, a swamp witch or something, you know. It was an evil person. <laughs> and they were always present, and they were always looking for little boys to eat. So so spell haint. H-A-I-N-T. Okay, that's uh, You I'm got a definition over there? I'm, I'm looking her up. Oh, you're right. looking her up, man. Haint. He definition. Had, he had me thinking it was a snipe or something. A type of ghost or evil spirit from the Carolina See? coast. There you go. According to the Appalachian historian wow. Dave Tabler. Yeah. Hey. Coach Hill just went up my spine. <laughs> the word haint can refer to an angry dead spirit, but also as an undefinable something that scares the bejeevers out of you. <laughs> Amen. He had tested on identifying. He had obviously run into one of them before. He was trying to warn you boys. Uh, my grandpa, according to him, he had run into ever bad spirit there was but you have to understand now he came from the mountains of tennessee and he was on his own when he was 10 years old yeah his mom and dad had both died i mean he lived a rough tough life and i've heard stories about grandpa he used to carry a pistol supposedly he'd killed a couple guys and he carried a knife and was well of a fighter when he was younger 
I know mm. he, he's still fighting his 70 years old because he beat the snot out of me with a cotton stalk. <laughs> <laughs> the ones he took out were Hanks. They jumped yeah, out yeah. and scared yeah. him. They yeah. They're Hanks now. <laughs> but you, you guys know that every part, particularly in the Ozarks, there's all kinds of stories about different. Oh, yeah, Momo is yeah. what I think about. It's down in southwest Missouri. They have a blue man, of all things. A blue man. A blue man. <laughs> yeah. Cody well, Lucas, you're from this part of the country all your life, sir, and he's kind of. Spooky stories from around here. I can remember when I was a young lad, we'd go gigging down on the the Piney River, and there was a, uh, I think it was a Caldwell place, if I remember right. But anyway, there's an old burial ground, and it's supposed to be an old witch that the locals had killed and and buried her out there. And and it was always real (laughs) foggy down there. And when we were little boys, our uncle would tell us that, and he'd go real slow by there, and there was a pile of rocks with a sign and uh, it was old dilapidated like a conservation sign and it actually talked about the lady that was buried there and uh, we didn't believe him one night we, we said we're tired of you trying to scare us and he drove us by there and turned that old wheat light he used to always keep a wheat light on we was down there gigging he turned that old coon light on we could see that and then he said get out and go over and check it out and boy there was no way we were locking no the doors way. there was no way we was going to get out and after that buddy that was it we stayed tied to him I guarantee you he regretted that after that because he couldn't get us off of him to put the boat in or nothing we stayed right with the uncle no oh, way I guess so of course I used to tag along with my dad and some of his old old friends you know they like to hobble around through the woods and had a couple crippled old black and tan coon out in fact, one of them had been run over when he was a puppy, but he made such a good, slow-running dog that they, they kept him on, you know. And But that old dog had tree about three coons. He's done. And, mm-hmm. I mean, he's an 80, 90-pound dog, and then we had to carry him out of the woods. Well, <laughs> guess, guess who got to pack him most time was yeah. us boys. Well, anyway, those old guys, they just took great delight in just scaring a pee-wadding out of us, you know. <laughs> I mean, they'd tell the awful stories, and— we always would stop and build a little campfire, you know, and I always carried pecans with me and throw them in the coals and rake them out and have good hot pecans to eat. And, mm-hmm. and the greatest fear of my life was going to sleep. Mm. You know, you're out in the cold, you know how it is, oh, yeah. you're out in the cold and everything. And then you get by a warm fire and start getting a little sleepy. And they always told me, you don't want to be asleep in these woods by yourself, boy. <laughs> yeah, that's when it comes out. <laughs> exactly. All the, what, all the haints, haints come out. Haints and the witches and the, and the panthers and everything else, you know. But one night, we just left a campfire, and I was kicking dirt over the fire to put it out and got just a little bit behind, you know. And, and boy, I, you know how you, you get scared. I mean, I remember actually hallucinating as a kid. These guys would scare me so bad. Kind of batting my eyes, and I couldn't see these guys. Well, one of them screech owls, you know, the little bitty thing. Oh, yeah. Just screamed. <laughs> First one I'd ever heard. And I'd heard them talk about women getting killed in the woods out there, you know. And it was just blood-curdling scream, man. And now I'm screaming, you know. I'm yeah. running through the dark. <laughs> and I'd have never found those guys if they had been oh, laughing so hard. Jeepers. Well, Momo is what they called the Missouri version of Bigfoot, you know. And that's what we always heard about, you know, where we lived was uh, Momo at night. You know, you sit there and you hear stuff out in the woods and you'd wonder, is that Momo? <laughs> you know. Well, what was Momo going to do to you if he found you? I have no idea. I mean, he might just. <laughs> it had to be bad. Though. Laugh and point. I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> well, Steal my know, skillet. Yeah. I, can remember, I can remember one spring turkey season. My best friend and I was over on a farm and 
And uh, back then, it seemed like the turkeys gobbled a lot earlier than they do now. It's like they've gotten they wise did. to the game. They want to yeah. wait till right at light now to gobble. And it was it was still good and dark. And I had them gobbling, and I'd hoot like an owl, and they'd gobble. We'd we'd beat feet and get a little closer to them, and I'd hoot again. They'd gobble, and we'd beat feet again. We was trying to get in there close to them before <laughs> sun come up, and we was about halfway to them probably. And and uh, we were walking, and we'd slow down a little bit because we wasn't too sure how close we was. And all of a sudden, I heard the this most gosh awful. I don't even know how to, how to describe it. It was like a squall. You had a scream mixed with a roar. I, I don't know. And it sounded like it was right on top of us. And I stopped mid-stride, and my buddy stopped right behind me. And I waited a minute to see if he said anything. Because if he said something, then I knew he heard it. And I didn't want to act like a chicken, so I didn't say anything. And he didn't, and, You never want to be a chicken no, in the woods. No, no. And, he, and he, he heard it, too. But he didn't want to say anything, thinking what I was thinking. But he should have known when I stopped abruptly. So we stood there for a minute and didn't hear anything. So away I go again. He's right behind me. Boy, we're beating feet. And that thing lets out another big old squall. And I'm telling you what. He reached up and touched me. Said, "Hey, bub, did you hear that?" And that's all it took. The race was on. Back to the, back to my pickup, and it was an old '72 Chevy. It didn't have that remote, and I'd locked it. I'd locked it, and I was getting them keys out of my pocket trying to get there. And I could just feel whatever that was swatting at me, you know, in my mind. Like you said, you get to thinking about it. Oh, we got there and got in the truck, got in there and, and shivered around and laughed at how what a bunch of sissies we was. And, oh, but you yeah. know, them old turkeys shut up too, and whatever that was, I don't know, sound like a cat or I don't know what that was. But to this day, we still think that was a mountain lion. It was so loud. It might have been a bobcat, but boy, it was Could loud. Have been. Yeah. But you guys ever get so scared though that you actually hallucinated? Oh, ever I do that have. as a kid? All right, let me tell you a swamp story. Uh -oh. You're gonna try to make me oh. close your eyes. Hey, we were. I was running around with all the boys in the farming community, and they were all three or four years older than me. So I, I was always the butt of their jokes, and they're kicking me around and beating up on me, and just messing with me all the time. You know, so I, I was getting pretty tough skin. But they said they was going to this haunted house way back across the bayou, back in the swamps, and there was an old cedar house. Got back over there, and the first time I'd seen. It. It's one of them old cedar houses up on stilts, you know, because floodwaters come every year. And uh, it was all grown up with vines, and it had a front porch and a back porch, and the front porch had kind of dilapidated. Well, those guys crawled up that porch. And I was small enough, I couldn't get up there, so and they wouldn't help me up. So they all got in the house, and I'm outside by myself, and I'm already getting nervous, you know. <laughs> so I went around the backside and remember. Managed to scramble up that porch and boy, just walked into a massive, must have been a grand old living room in its day's time, you know. No no other guys. <laughs> Couldn't find them. I'm yelling for them and nobody will answer me, you know. And uh, then I, I, I thought I heard something upstairs. I, there, up there, I'll run up there right quick. So I ran over to a wall over there, there's a staircase right there. Smack, I ran right into that wall. No staircase. Oh, I wheeled, I wheeled around. I ran to the other side of the room. No staircase. Smack, ran right. Man, it took me four tries before I got the right wall with a staircase on it. Oh, my gosh. It got upstairs. It bored just a creak, and you know, and I, I'm scared the whole staircase is going to fall in. And I just got on the landing deck upstairs, and of course, all three of them other guys jumped out from different places screaming bloody murder, you know. And I'm like, well, you made a door. You made I, a new door, didn't you? I may, I may have wet my pants right there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, but they thought that was the greatest fun in the world. But another uh, Ozark story down there. How many of you heard of the Carcagney? Mm -mm. I haven't oh, heard that. Never look heard it up, right? Look it up, right? What, how do you spell that? K -A -R, That's a big word. K-A-R-K-A-G. 
Here, hey, Kia, on, I'm think. slow to the draw. That'll get you close enough. Carcagney section of the Ozark Trail. Yeah, there's actually down below Salem a section named after the Carcagney, and I think he he's some kind of forest monster. We may have to. Educate. I'm glad I didn't know you and all these stories when I was a kid. Uh, I, I may have been. Uh, I may have grown up to be a a, a video game designer instead of chasing uh, critters. Well, <laughs> Carcagney legend. There you okay, go. tell us a little bit about it. Mm. Cox don't have it's, Oh, it's what I'm calling Momo. <laughs> oh, same thing as Momo. There you go. Here, See? let me read you here. Uh-oh. Okay. Educate us. Legend has it that this, uh, let's see. As for the name of this section, all other uh, sections of the Ozark Trail were named after landmarks, previous trails, or natural features of the area, save for the Carcagney. Legend has it that this uh, section is la- named for a hairy man-like creature similar See? to Bigfoot who has uh-huh. been seen roaming these Ozark Hills. So be on the lookout for mythical beasts as you travel the Carcagney. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Are you going to hit the button? Yes, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I didn't what, know which I one. Just, I didn't hit just him pick he, one. It, when you it were deserves that, a button push on that one. When you that were one didn't that. do nothing. There it is. <laughs> we got to figure out how to use the equipment. I was going to hit that hey, spooky we're, noise we're having, in the We're having a good time learning, though. But, hey, I bet we stirred up some emotions among our listeners today because everybody's got fabulous stories like this. And it's something we're going to continue in the future because I'm sure we're going to hear from people, you know, about more and more uh, Well, I'm going to be on the lookout man. because these things is roaming around still like, you know, the chupacabra. Oh, I mean, yeah. you know, you never that's know. We might Mexico. find one of them guys. Oh, yeah, that's down Mexico way. <laughs> I wish you hadn't brought that up because I think Mr. Lucas is going to Mexico with yeah, me hopefully are, in the you? next few months. You might have to eat some chupacabra. We'll smoke it. Yeah, he, may, he may get eaten by one. But I don't know about you guys' personal beliefs and all that stuff, but, you know, I was raised a pretty fundamental little country church, and, oh, man, anything you do is going to send you straight to hell, you know. It seemed like oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I couldn't be bad for anything. But we were out coon hunting one night, and, Somebody just said something about, oh, I hope everybody's living right and all this stuff, you know, because it's getting close to the end of time, boys. It's it's coming soon. Now, that's 50, <laughs> 60 <laughs> years, years ago. Yeah. They had me convinced, boy, and I, I'm trying to, I mean, I'm trying to be the best little boy I can be. And again, we had a campfire and we just left, got out in this big soybean field, cut field. And I think we was hunting a little, little Maybe a little illegal too. A little four season, you know. Mm-hmm. Four season. <laughs> yeah. A little four season. It, I got a little bit of guilty concerts going on here, and all of a sudden the whole sky just lit up like it was daylight. Man, I thought this is it. Lord. <laughs> He's coming. <laughs> this is it. it. Oh my goodness. I'm done. But we turned around and there was a huge star exploded, just looked like millions of pieces, and it lit the whole our part of the wow. world up like it was daylight. Wow. Hey. I didn't sleep all night. I bet not. <laughs> that was the second. With one eye open. <laughs> oh, what fun. We could go on and on and on, but this, is a, hey, this program's run just a little bit long. But, folks, we do appreciate you joining us. I hope you're loving Living the Dream Outdoors podcast. And uh, you can catch it on all the major social media platforms. But, hey, do remember, as we always remind you, keep trying to live your outdoor dream. The Living the Dream Outdoors podcast is brought to you by Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, Cowtown USA, Alps Outdoors, Scenic Rivers Taxidermy, and the Fly Rod Journals. Land ownership is the American dream. Land is the basis of all life. 
Our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog, the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city, and the quiet of the countryside over the hustle and bustle of the world. We hunt, we fish, we farm, we live off the land. It's our mission to help our clients live out their dreams on the land as we do. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we believe that it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Join us five days a week on Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tall tales unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll also find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.